Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the WP Builds podcast entitled Beaver Funnels is going to make creating funnels so much better with Mike Killen. It was published on the 22nd of February 2018. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com. And also from with you know Mike Killen, who's our special guest today. Please, if you enjoy the podcast, would you go over to iTunes and leave a review? You can do that by clicking on the button underneath the wpbuilds.com web player that plays the podcast episodes. Or indeed, click any of the buttons and go and share it anywhere else that you like. That would be most helpful. The Facebook group is over at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. You can subscribe forward slash subscribe that gets you onto our newsletter and if you want to advertise on the podcast it's forward slash advertise we had a competition last over the last couple of weeks actually to win three licenses for the malcare security and backup plan uh, thanks to akshat chowdhury for offering that he was on an episode a couple of weeks ago and we have three winners it's craig patterson or Paterson, I don't know how you pronounce that. There's Vaughan Simmons, or Simons, I'm guessing. And there's Jonathan Ruzek. Ruzek, I'm not sure how to pronounce any of your names. I do apologise. But I've contacted you via the Facebook group. And hopefully Akshat will be in touch with you via the email that you left. So thank you very much for entering the competition and spreading the word about the WP Builds podcast. That's really great. Thanks so much. Now, a little while later, we're going to have a ending fact of GDPR, how little we know. We're going to have our discussion in just a moment with me and David uh, called Should Web Agencies Offer Deals Like Black Friday? And then, of course, we've got Mike Killen coming on. Um, to talk about his new product, Beaver Funnels. Now, normally at this point, we would do the news section and I'd do two or three bits of news. However, I've decided to spin that off as a separate news item. Um, it's going to be a separate podcast, if you like, and it's going to be coming out on a Monday. Now, it'll be posted automatically as everything is into the Facebook group. There will at some point be a, an iTunes feed for it, but you need a couple of bits of content to get on iTunes. And so I haven't got a couple of bits of content yet, so we're going to have to wait a few weeks. But needless to say, if you head over to the wpbuilds.com um, um, webpage, you'll find the, the new news section there. I hope it doesn't annoy too many people, but I think the podcast was getting a little bit long, and so this splits it up. And hopefully you'll have something fun on a Monday to listen to. It's going to be very short, like two or three minutes. Well, that's an exaggeration, five or six minutes. Um, so, yeah, anyway, there we go. So let's move right along with the first section of the podcast, which is a discussion between David and I about should web agencies offer Black Friday deals. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And the topic today is should web agencies offer deals such as Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals? So, Nathan, this one's going to be a short one, don't you think? Yes, because the answer we is don't. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so moving on. Moving on to the interview. To the interview. No, go on. Let's, <laughs> let's talk around it for a few more minutes at least anyway. Um, yeah. Should I explain why, why I put it down as a topic? Yes, Because please. 
there was a spin-off of the Beaver Builder Facebook group, a recurring income um, group, which I joined. And there's a guy on that, really knowledgeable guy, who was asking who was doing these kind of Black Friday deals. And he was doing one himself. Now, he does have a kind of slightly productized business service. But I think what he was doing was offering a deal uh, for his clients to set up their Facebook pages because he knew their clients weren't doing it. It was quite expensive what they were charged for them to do this. And he wanted to tempt them into that. And I think mm. I imagine this has an ongoing payment. So that's what kicked it off. And I can, I've got something else to say. <laughs> Go on. I, it reminded me as well that one of our friends, Chantel Edward Betsy, who uh, does the one day webs who we had on she did last year she did a black friday sale which i thought was quite smart because mm. she's got a set price and what she did is running up to that i think she gave them a period of time where they could book up till christmas their their day at the old price i think before she moved them up something like that okay that's quite quite smart yeah i guess i guess it comes down to the fact that I mean, for a start, please, can can people keep doing Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals? Because I'm a <laughs> sucker for them. I love them. <laughs> but it's, for me, as um, as a consumer of those, I'm after a product. So, you know, the one day mm. web analogy is perfect because you're buying a product, a, a particular thing. Mm. Um, so it works very well. You know, I get um, a reduction on my Beaver Builder license, for example, or a reduction on Gravity Forms or something like that. Um, brilliant absolutely no no reason not to do it however in my situation and your situation I don't offer a particular well actually you do so we'll we'll treat you separately whereas I I just um, bill based upon how much work I've done usually or how much work I think is going to be involved so for me to offer a reduction the only way I could do that would be a percentage I think where I could say okay it's 10% off for if you book a website with me today the problem is I don't know what that's going to mean for me. You know, I might end up, um, uh, you know, knocking quite a considerable amount of money or it might just be peanuts and in the end it wasn't worth it. The other thing is I, I don't have enough reach to make that worthwhile. Um, I just, you know, people that come to me for websites, I, I just, there's not enough of them for me to sort of put it out there and everybody go, oh, oh, yes, yes, must get a website mm. quickly. It just wouldn't work. I've, I'm not that powerful. So yeah. for me, an agency or a, or a solo person building websites, I don't think you should get stuck in that. Everybody's after products for those two days in particular. Um, but then again, you never know. It might just be the sort of thing to swing it in a, on a normal time of year. If it's a slow period, if you had a Google ad, which said that, you know, if you quote this code at us, you'll get 10% off your final price, then maybe, maybe that's going to mm. persuade somebody to click on the ad and come through to your website. I don't know. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, Black Friday is obviously a big one, but I wonder whether people go looking for that kind of stuff. So whether mm. it works, you know, because it's hard for me to get a measure of it because it's really only taken off in the UK as I've left the UK. Mm. So um, I know that I'm sitting around poised, holding back my money to just see what comes out over that period for products like you yep. and everybody else. But I wonder if people would possibly do that with other things services particularly yeah the thing is that... the thing is that it's so impenetrable anyway though isn't it because if you go into a shop and buy shoes or you go to gravity forms and buy their you know developer mm. license or whatever you you know what the price was 
So you can judge yeah. it against it. So you can say, okay, 199, brilliant, 50% yeah. off or 25%, whatever. I'm going to pay 149 or thereabouts. That's measurable and, and perfect. Whereas if somebody comes through to me and, uh, and let's say I say, okay, the website should have been 5,000. I'll charge you 10% less. Um, how do they have any any confidence that I've actually knocked ten percent off at all? Yeah. Um, yes. You know, you could quite easily say, well, that is the reduced price because the original price would have been whatever it was plus ten percent or so. And so, I don't really know how that would work with something without a sticker on it. Yes, I think so. It sounds a little bit like the the spam emails I get where there's fifty percent off the SEO services, right. you know, and it makes makes no sense because there's no price, but there's another downside I think here as well that uh, if you are paying a service then people think they're paying for your time Mm. so if you can reduce your time doesn't that kind of devalue you a little bit yeah that's the other thing isn't it if you get into that cycle of being a knockdown enterprise then people are going to value you like that I've, I've never really understood that way of thinking actually because you know, if I go into like my local shop and buy something and I see it's cheap, it doesn't make me it doesn't make me feel that that shop's cheap. It just makes me feel that that shop's having a sale on. But my understanding is that generally speaking, if you're obviously offering stuff at a knockdown rate all the time, that cheapens your brand. I, I, I understand that. Um, the other thing mm. I suppose you could do is you could turn this on its head and rather than reduce what you're charging, you could mm. add something else in. So, yes. for example, you know, your £5,000 website that might not include feature X, let's say that, um, mm. you know, um, it doesn't include, oh, I don't know, just something off the top of my head. It doesn't include a social media campaign or something like that. You could throw that in and say, okay, we'll give you this extra thing which wouldn't normally be included. Then that feels to me much more tangible because it's almost like you've got a sticker price because, well, look, there it was. That was 5000 and I'm getting this free thing, and I can see that that was never going to be included, so that wasn't in the sticker price, and they're throwing it in. So, so yes, that, that's fine. And I've never actually tried that. Um, no. Maybe I should do that. Maybe that would be a, a good thing to try. You know, if you buy before such and such a date, we'll throw in this extra thing that we do. I'd have to think long and hard about what I was going to give away for free, um, mm-hmm. But in my case, I do things like um, email campaigns. I've got quite a, a nice little line in making responsive emails. Um, so I could do 10 of those, for example, or five of those or something. That could be a, a good way of, um, you know, I guess that's called upselling, isn't it? Yes. And that sounds like a perfect example because that would be an ongoing service you'd be providing, wouldn't it? So it, I guess this would work a bit like how Gravity Forms They've just increased their prices, dropped their renewals. But for Black Friday, they they sold it at perhaps their lowest rate, which was $99. But they know if people are taking it out next year, they're going to be paying more than they would have done if they'd have bought it before that deal and do the prices went up. Do you know, I think I've stumbled across something in my own head as we've talked about that that I've never made the connection with, and that is to give something away which is recurring free mm. at the point at which you make the deal. I can't believe I've never made that connection before. So the idea of, so in my case, I offer this service where I'll I'll not only create the emails, but I'll send them out on your behalf. So basically you don't do anything. You just tell me what you want your e-commerce email to look like. Um, and I've always charged for that. And I should 
absolutely should give away four rounds or two rounds or three rounds of that. Um, and maybe they'll see some value in that and then carry on doing it. Why have I never done that before? Huh? I don't know. I was thinking about it. I was saying <laughs> I do no discounting at all. But in effect, I do. When I, I sell the hosting, I give them a free month, which is supposed to be for development. But you could easily increase that because I know this is a recurring thing. Yes. So there's... You know, it gets people on, maybe helps them to, to try it out for a while. Well, that's right. And even if um, even if in this case you, you know, it doesn't work out for them and you, you've you've lost that time and, you know, but that, that was the deal. That was what you gave them for free. But I, I'll bet that a certain proportion of them, if you, whatever that service was, if you created marketing funnels for them or whatever, um, if you did it well um, and there was a, a proven return on their investment, which in this case was nothing, um, then they could probably justify the sticker price for that recurring thing later on. Oh, honestly, Dave, sometimes <laughs> I feel myself to be without intelligence. Why have I never done that before? <laughs> I don't know. You probably had the idea before and thought yeah, it might. Never done there it. is a problem. <laughs> yeah, there is a problem with all kind of marketing isn't there that it might not fit i mean i i've mm. decided that i should play off my strength which is my kind of and it's not always a good thing transparency so i've tried to play on that and that there is a problem with discounts particularly as i would like our clients to be able to be in contact with each other in forums and stuff mm. like that so i don't i don't like the idea of people getting different deals you right know. okay yeah because then you've mm. got to be a bit cloak and dagger about who got what yeah, that, that, I think so. So there's yeah, something in that. That I've I've often thought that about about those cyber deals, you know, because I wonder let's say for example that you are um purchasing, oh, I don't know, off the top of my head, Beaver Builder. Mm. You've purchased it, the pro license, you've paid $199, um and you really didn't understand that Cyber Monday or Black Friday was the thing in in the the web space, and then of course a week later it comes along, and you you suddenly realise, boy, I should should have hung out for a week, and I would have got this at a twenty five percent discount. Do, then of yes. course they've you're gonna fire off a ticket to support saying, look, can I just get a refund on that and buy it again? Um, and I don't know what you would do as a business. I suppose you've got to say, well, yes, you can. Uh, that's fine. Mm. Just and but then it feels a little bit like your support's being eaten up for things where you've created a bit of bad blood that didn't need to exist. So that that's a real concern. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. And that was the concern for Beaver Builder when they introduced it, weren't they? They weren't yeah. sure, but they they kind of took advice and realised that in their space, I think you know it definitely would tempt some people in, some new customers. So yeah. it was worth doing it at the risk of upsetting existing customers. But I wonder for web design services whether there's a payoff there yeah i don't really know i wonder if you would get out ahead and say if you had a product would you say to you wouldn't you wouldn't do this but would it be good if you said let's say two weeks in advance you put on the um, checkout page don't buy it today wait for a couple of weeks and it'll be cheaper (laughs) i wonder if you'd gain some kudos for being honest and you know people would come back or put your email into this box and in two weeks time we'll remind you that the sale is on and you can come back again and get it at the reduced price i think that was awesome if somebody did that (laughs) i would but But it's not going to happen ever no (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so are, are we still sticking with the idea that it's no, it's a it's a bad idea. We shouldn't be doing these at all. No, I I think as a as an agency without a sticker price. Mm. You shouldn't mm. be doing it. But during this conversation, we've realized that what you should be doing is giving away free stuff that's, <laughs> that you can get them to subscribe to later. So there's that's what that's what I think. Yeah, I think that's what we've got. Yeah, but do we market it? Do we p- pick a special day to sort of, you know, announce that to the world? Uh-huh. I, I think in my case, um, I'm never going to drown out Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You know, I think... The, the people that I'm dealing with are going to be in, interested in buying hoovers and kettles um, at a cheap price. So I, I think for me, it wouldn't make much sense because I'd be lost in the noise. For people like uh, Beaver Builder, who've got clout, um, you know, and they sell thousands of licenses, I think, yeah, go for it. Why not? Um, so I wouldn't pick those days to offer anything. I, in fact, I would probably wait for those times of the year where people are um, less likely to have more money. So maybe in the new year, that's maybe a good time to offer yeah. the cheaper stuff, you know, that or the, the, the value added upsells because then money is much more tight and it might, it might be just the thing to tip somebody over the, over the edge who needs a website, but it hasn't quite got enough money uh, to do it at that time of year. So I, I don't know I've, much thought required on this from me, I think. Yeah, me too. But you just said something that's quite interesting about perhaps not sticking into those recognized dates, but you could certainly offer your deals to balance out the the busy or less busy times Mm. of your year, couldn't you? By, you know, as you say, you could absolutely promote them. um, But then I presume you would want to remove them, remove all trace of them from the website Mm. until the next one comes around and then promote it and then remove all trace of it again for the same reason that you've just described of, you know, I missed out on the deal. Can I have the deal, please, that you've got shown on your website? I mean, obviously, you can't remove everything. There's, you know, Google will keep, yeah. a, keep a record of it all. But, um, yeah, I think, I, I think in the future I'm going to look at this long and hard and see what I can come up with in terms of offering extra value instead of reducing my rates. Mm. Do you know what? The opposite, the, the scenario you said about... Um somebody saying about the, the the discounts i i was recommended a plugin the day after cyber monday and it was perfect solution the the plugin i was using this booking plugin wasn't working for me and this was perfect and i went there and i looked and my first thought was oh have i missed their deal because i'm expecting a yes. deal on software there yes and it was such a relief to read that they don't do them anymore they decided that they weren't good for our customers mm. and i i love them and i bought quickly from them oh because of that, because of that. now yeah. that's interesting yeah. i wonder if you represent the norm there i don't think you do i think everybody's quite yes. quite keen to get the deal and uh, yeah but I, I'd like you described, I hold back a lot of what I'm purchasing on the assumption that it's quite likely that they'll have a cyber uh, deal. And usually you can Google it, can't you? You can sort of find yeah. out, you know, you type in the name of the plugin and, and follow it by Black Friday into Google. And, and often you'll find websites with last year's pages still up. And so you can work it out for yourself whether it was available. But that is quite a nice feeling. You realize you didn't get fleeced by being a day no. late. No, and, and I think that's the problem, isn't it? When you have those sales, if you, surely the uh, it must slow down directly after because people just it could have stopped me buying that plugin because yes. of the fact that I'd seen that I just missed the deal and somehow I might have felt cheated yes. so much. Or oh, you're going to wait for <laughs> that, the next deal to come along. 
Yeah. You know. So yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Okay, I think we should probably knock it on the head there, if that's all right with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so to the interview. Yeah, to the interview we come. Hi there, and welcome to the main section of the podcast. Today's guest is Mike Killen, all the way from Devon in the United Kingdom. Hi there, Mike. Hey, man, how you doing? Very good. Mike is on his second outing on the WP Builds podcast because he was on a little while ago uh, talking about funnels. Would it be fair to say, Mike, that funnels is like the, the number one thing that you do, the thing that you're sort of most famous for, if you like? I am, without a doubt, the most boring party guest in the world because that is all <laughs> I'll talk about. Does you anybody know, in the real world know what a funnel is? Apart no, they don't, which is what makes it even more it. boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I even went out for a, a, a couple of drinks with um, a friend of mine yesterday for a birthday, and you know they all do a range of different jobs and we did end up talking about it and i was like i really am the world's worst party guest um, i actually do that as well I, I yeah because i'm so immersed in everything i do i have got a one-track mind yeah and i yeah. find that actually i'm talking about the thing that i do and and luckily my friends don't roll their eyes much but i get five minutes in and i think oh shut up i think it's i think the passion is contagious i think when you genuinely enjoy talking about something even the most mundane of topics kind of um, like people can kind of get caught up in your enthusiasm with yes, it, you know, yes, and I'm just lucky that funnels is the thing that I like to talk about, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm very I feel very privileged to come on for a second time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, again. You're welcome. I mean, we're not probably going to talk much about the funnel itself because that was last time's episode because. Yeah. Turns out that Mike's been incredibly busy. Mike and a bunch of his colleagues and friends have been really busy. Um, and I, luckily, am one of the few people that got to try this thing out uh, a little bit in advance because mm. um, I joined up and signed up to something called Beaver Funnels. Great yeah. name. Thank Tell you. Tell us, what on earth is Beaver Funnels then? All right, so... Early last year, I released a course that since has gone on to become um, really well known. Very, and this is not, I'm just, I'm not wanting to plug anything. I'm just wanting to kind of show the journey. And it was basically a course on how to build marketing funnels using WordPress, Beaver Builder predominantly as a page builder, and Active Campaign. And I showed it to my developer, a colleague of mine called Mitch. And he said, Oh, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. You know, we could probably automate this. And I had to sort of ask him, I was like, What, what do you mean by that? And he went, well, the, everything that you do in the course that you teach people to do, we can probably automate it into a single plugin if you wanted. And he'd been looking to move away from his development-based role more into like strategic side and support side and, and build a product. And I was like, okay, well, let's get on a call and talk through that. And sure enough, because he knows a lot more about it than I did, he came back basically with a working prototype. Wow. Yeah. And he said, this is you know, this is how this page would look and you would put in your content and whatever. And he basically showed us how we could now build marketing funnels, full marketing funnels inside WordPress um, using uh, Beaver Builder as the page builder, plus generate content, plus being able to manage and visualize a funnel. So we went away and, and I started asking, you know, you guys, I think you and I had a conversation about it. Yeah, and, we did. Um, yeah. yeah, we did. Uh, I spoke to um, Dave, uh, uh, Dave Toomey in, in the Beaver Funnels group and a few of the other guys. I said, what is it that you struggle with? And the three biggest things that came back were when we want to build marketing funnels, 
we're constantly being told by other platform providers such as you know click funnels or optimized press that we have to use their platform and their page builder yep and i personally i was like well i know that i can build it in beaver builder and my page builder i also happen to know that i can build it in other page builders that i like and the second one was <clears throat> the problem was building content like getting content from a customer we all know is a huge huge hassle um, and I've been using questionnaires for years to be able to get this content out. So that's been baked in. And then finally, and this is the one that Dave came out with, was WordPress is, is fantastic inside the page, but page management leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. So knowing what your funnel looks like, like your sales page, where your checkout page is, upsell pages, downsell pages, squeeze pages, thank you pages, you know, all this kind of stuff. Being able to visualize that from a 30,000 foot view and see the entire layout of your funnel that was something that people said, hell, we'd, we'll pay 500 bucks just for that, you know, to be able to see where everything is in, a, in our website, kind of like as a site map that we could move around. Yes, yes. And I was like, I reckon we can do that. So we went away, stayed very quiet for a couple of months and, um, yeah, released, uh, released a little plugin, which is kind of bizarre. And I think what makes it most bizarre is I use it myself now. Yeah. Is this your first time that you've done uh, the release of uh, any kind of plugin, or have you been involved in this uh, before? No, this is this is it. It's certainly the first piece of software or like product that you could download. I mean, we've released courses and books yeah. and stuff, but, yeah. but but nothing that is installed and nothing that I've had another team build. Yes. You know? Yeah, I, I know a lot of the plugin guys out there. They are the developers, and they have to learn marketing to get it out there. Whereas I was the marketer and I, I certainly don't know how to develop or code. So our, our developer, Mitch, and his team pulled it together. And my business partner, Mark, helped us secure some some capital and finance to, to you know, pay for it. And I said, I, I really don't mind raising money for it. And, of course, we had that, you mentioned, the initial kind of founder's role where we gave away a lifetime, a lifetime license for essentially a year's price. Yes. And that basically allowed us to generate enough revenue to pay for the initial version um but no we'd never done it before no uh, that, i mean good on you for being brave um, thank you it's a big risk you know yeah you've, it was you've yeah. spent probably large amounts of money you've um you've managed to onboard a few um people on an, a sort of an advisory level these are the people yep. who have bought in in advance uh -huh. um a lot of courage well done you've managed thank to pull it much. off and so we should probably say that Basically, the, a funnel is a process of building up pages um, so that over time people flow through. I always imagine it like water trickling down a, a river and it can go this way and it can go that yep. way. Um, um, but that's a tiresome process, you know, and if you don't want to use all of these third-party solutions, you would have to manually build out a page yep. in, let's say, Beaver Builder and then another page in Beaver Builder for the upsell, another page for the downsell, and then you'd have to yep. manually combine all of these. So... Um, do you want to talk more about the, what I think is the killer, which is the visual representation? Do you want to describe? Yeah. Because obviously we're on a podcast, it's audio, it's hard to get a handle on why this is cool. Uh, yeah. Can I just say it is cool? Um, <laughs> so yeah, describe what we're seeing. Okay, so we all know what a site map looks like. And we I think we give those to our customers to say, okay, this will be the home page, And from that, you know, we'll have the about page and everything will branch off. The problem with sitemaps is that they assume that your visitors are going to naturally click around and try to visit everything right you know websites aren't books they're not catalogs you kind of don't really browse them like that 
even e-commerce businesses and if you look at the the big data that they collect from guys like amazon and john lewis and um you know barnes and noble and stuff they can see that people don't browse them in the same way that they browse catalogs so when we have this idea of a sitemap what we try to do with a funnel is say what would the first thing be that someone would be interested in and it's probably going to be you know like a squeeze page or an opt-in page and we all see those um you know, giving away a, a, an ebook or a cheat sheet or a guide or a free trial, some kind of sign up. A sitemap might say, well, actually, the next page is another landing page and another landing page and another landing page. But like we know, we, that's not how people use it. The next thing they're actually going to see is a thank you page. And the page after that will be the delivery page. And then maybe there's a sales page and an upsell page and a checkout page. And it goes through this sequence that really is trying to get someone from visitor to the website through to you know a happy profitable repeat customer and what we built the problem with wordpress is it's a like i said it's a fantastic tool for building out the page but in terms of actual page management it leaves a lot to be desired because yeah. everything is still in a database structure it's just in a big list and that list is incomprehensible sometimes because there's just too much on your website to try and track it down you have to use search and click from you know this to the fifth page and so on don't you it's a, it's awkward yeah, and I, I don't know if you've tried things like you've had like a parent page called SP for your sales pages. Yes. And all the sales pages are under SP and LP for your landing pages and so on. Yes. Um, we do happen to use another plugin called Wicked Folders as well to yeah, try. And... I saw you on your video. That looks good, actually. <clears throat> it, I think it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, free i think the pro version is 49 bucks and you can do the same with your media as well. So that was initially how we did it. But then I kept saying why is it why can't i see the funnel in the way that it's mapped out yes why can't i see the sales page first and then you know the checkout page upsell page delivery page etc and even the big guys like click funnels doesn't do this um, it doesn't allow me to see all my pages in how they're going to look in a funnel process. It doesn't allow me to see, see have a 30,000 foot view of this sitemap of the funnel. And what was interesting is that when we initially went for the first round of funding and our first sales when we launched like earlier this week, people thought that's all they were buying was just the ability to see those pages. Aha, there's more to it than that. But but what? Yeah, there is. There is a, a little bit more, and I'm I'm absolutely going to plug that. I'm afraid. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, good, good, good. But but the um, isn't that interesting? That what people really wanted is just to be able to see yes. where all their pages are. What people want is management. You know, it's it's fantastic for creating content, but then it's all kind of really just chucked in one bucket, and we give you a, a thirty thousand foot view that looks a little bit like a sitemap. Yeah, I should probably sort of dwell on the way it looks because that's that is part of it, and that, I think that's why it's crucial. And and basically, it's a it's a vertical structure beginning yeah. at the top and trickling down the page. So the further down you go, the further in the funnel you are on. And you've got little rectangular icons which represent a page. And mm -hmm. then beneath that will be the next step, linked, and then beneath that will be the next step. But you can you can bolt things on to left and right if they're yes. upsells and downsells. So yep. it sounds like a trivial thing. I can see the funnel, but it actually becomes really important because you can see the direction of flow and you understand, okay, that page is inextricably linked to that page forever yep. and ever, or, or not. You can drag it and move it so it now belongs in this page and so on. And you can label those pages and so on. And just seeing it really helps. Yes. And what we have found is that 
the way that people are using it, you know, we get a bit of feedback. What they're doing is they're building out a squeeze page funnel. So they'll have a, a squeeze page and then a thank you page and a delivery page. But on that delivery page, they might have a little sales message saying, by the way, if you liked this cheat sheet, there's actually a course available or a piece of software available or something. And that'll then move them over to, you know, the sales page, but they'll create a new funnel again with a 30,000 foot view in this funnel manager yep. that we've got. And they then know that every single time someone clicks through from that delivery page or from an email link through to a sales page, they can then see, oh, we know we have the checkout page and the upsell page and all the, the follow-up um, gubbins afterwards. And being able to manage your campaigns like this and see them in a multiple. And the reason it's called a funnel is because it's typically wider at the top. You know, yeah. we might have we might have a sales letter, a product sales page, and a video sales letter that all go through to one checkout. But being able to know and see that, yeah, these three pages have been created um, is in itself is extremely useful. And that's all we really wanted when we developed it. We our agency builds you know hundreds of funnels um, a year. So we wanted a bit a way to be able to manage it. But um, where where our developer, this is why I love working with Mitch. He went, <laughs> he, he he sort of went quiet for about a week, and I had to check in with him, and he said, "Oh, what I've done is I've allowed us to click and drag a new page from the the sidebar, and let's say you want to add a new sales page, you click and drag it in, and because it's a a click and drag editor." You could say, like you said, you could drag it next to a page or underneath a page or on top of a page. You can rearrange the order of pages. And in future versions, we're hopefully testing this at the moment, it'll automatically link them. So when you yes. click buy now, it'll automatically link to the bottom one and change those links. But also if you change them, it'll change that as well. But what it then does will is put in a sales page template into you know, that area and you can then say, well, I, I know I've already got a sales page um, ready to go so I can select the page that I've already pre-built. You know, yes. Because a lot of people are coming into this with pre-built pages. Not yep. everyone's going to be building from scratch. Um, and I was like, w one, why do you look like that? And it's because he had spent like 24 hours up solid <laughs> building this, baking this feature in. And from there, I was like, this is, um, this is a fantastic piece of technology. And the proof is that we're using it already in our business as part of our process. And yes. really, it was trying to scratch our own itch. Um, but I, it does help help people, you know, visualize their funnels. Yeah, know? I love the idea of um, staring at that screen. So you've got, let's <laughs> say there's t 10 pages on there and you drag something into a completely different place and all the links are different. So the bottom yeah. links go to a different area i mean boy if you if you pull that off that will be remarkably remarkably time saving for those people that do this well that's what that's that's what's next um you know a lot of this stuff because we've released it and there's a like the biggest thing the biggest the biggest piece to me was actually the content engine yeah which is where if i say right i want to build a sales funnel i know that it's for this customer you know let's say they sell um wallets and it just will present me with a bunch of questions if I choose the content engine option. It'll give me a bunch of questions and say, okay, uh, what's the number one result your customer wants? What's the name of your customer? And then by writing out all of those answers, which can be laborious, but at least it's prompted. It's not writing content from scratch, yep. you know, which I think is the hardest thing. Yep. And we've already seen a couple of guys use that. They've they've gone to their customers with those questions and run a little bit of a paid content workshop, you know, as a little value add service. Yep. 
they've answered those questions, hit create. And what it does is populate the entire funnel with all the content that they need, right from sales page all the way through to delivery page or squeeze page to, to thank you page, whichever type of funnel they create. Um, uh, and yeah. then it, go on, sorry. No, 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 you go, you go. Well, I was going to say that's a massive time saver again, isn't it? Yeah. Because you've um, essentially, you've got this giant form with yeah. loads and loads of really insightful questions that you probably wouldn't have asked yourself yeah. anyway. <laughs> And you put you put you fill in your answers and click the button and it's done. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of this stuff is all things that we have already been doing, and this is why it was so important that when my dev said, and when Mitch said we could automate this, like all the stuff you you're teaching people to do, Mike, we can we can put this into a single plugin. And our mission right from the get go was just faster, easier funnels. That was all we wanted to do. Um, we weren't interested in creating our own page builder because I think there's so many ones out there that are great yeah. already. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Who am I to decide the page builder you should use? If you've already got a process and a series of templates and, and, a, and a, a way of doing things, my job is to help you build the funnel, not design the page. But when it comes to content, a lot of people struggle with it and it's just a process of answering these questions that we do day in, day out. Mm. And it turns, I mean, at first we were all a bit like, are people going to realize that everything we write is basically based off a template? <laughs> um, doing yourself out of a job. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we are. We've made ourselves redundant with this piece of software. But, um, but no, you know, it's like I said, we were originally, it was designed to scratch our own itch. We wanted to use it ourselves. We've built all these things to do in ourselves. We've got a lot of cool features and stuff coming, but a lot of it is about managing other people's time and managing people's expectations. And the community has just been so, so, so open and warm and um, very receptive and, and patient as well. We've had mm. a couple of delays, you know. Um, so there's a huge amount of thanks to go out to the people who have, who have really made this happen. And, and we just, you know, want to continue helping people build these things faster and easier for themselves because that helps them serve more customers, you know? I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of people who are building funnels are going to be concerned, and I think I know the answer to this, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, they're going to be concerned about, well, what does it integrate with? You know, obviously it's built using um, Beaver Builder um, yeah. in this case, and but that, that's only half of the stuff, isn't it? Because, you know, we want it to integrate with the countless platforms out there that we all use for email marketing and so on and so forth so presumably um it does yep. integrate yep. with all these and tell us about that because i think you did it you did it in a clever way yeah it, you know again i didn't want to reinvent the wheel it turns out a lot of these platforms you know they have these these really clever api um call outs you know and they can do some very very clever stuff but beaver builder had already done it with everything Mm. beaver builder itself integrates with everything so we kind of thought again what's the point in in trying to reinvent that let's use what they've already got on this very powerful platform and whatever beaver builder already integrates with we integrate with because yes. we just we're basically piggybacking off of their stuff so they've yep. done the majority of the hard work to be honest so it integrates with active campaign and mailchimp yeah. and just the list is vast actually isn't it i don't know what how many it is but it Last well, time I looked, it must be 20 plus or. Yeah. And it's for every single integration, their settings are slightly different as well. Yeah. So, you know, MailChimp will say, what group are you in? Yep. Whereas ActiveCampaign will say, what tags do you want and what list do you right. want? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And there's a few things such as uh, probably later, later this month, we'll be releasing our checkout 
module and our one-click upsell module, which will integrate with Stripe. We've decided to not use PayPal uh, for this particular round. Maybe PayPal will come come around later. Okay, I think that's a good choice though. Stripe before PayPal, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's again, that's come from experience, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, bit by bit, the modules that we do add. Ha- beaver builder hasn't done before so yeah. we only want to add to things because like power pack and uabb i absolutely love both of them but the, the realistically they're only adding to things that either beaver builder already does and each other they only really do kind of the same things again mm. whereas we've got like a time lock module which is to say if someone lands on your page the page is locked until a certain time so for things like sideways sales letters or launch funnels you could say, hey, watch the next video. It'll be unlocked in 24 hours time. They physically can't see it. They can see it's grayed out. But Beaver Builder didn't have that module. So we know that we had that in our funnels. So let's add the module to that as opposed to saying we need a subscribe form. Well, Beaver Builder's already got that. So let's add another one. We decided to only add things that Beaver Builder didn't already right, have. To extend it. So it sounds like you've got a... You've got a fully functional product now, um, and you've mentioned a couple of things that are coming down the line. For anybody yep. whose you know interest is piqued by all this, what what mm. is what what are on what is on the roadmap for the for, uh, you know for the next year, six months, two weeks, whatever? Yeah. So first of all, is analytics that was okay. big, um, the ability to see conversion rates between pages, and as well being able to separate that out by you know tra- initial traffic source. Right. So on the the funnel builder page where you'll be able to see um oh the sales page converts at 20 percent, but most of that comes from facebook so you then know that facebook converts better on that sales page than anything else so some nice high level clear insight based analytics not just numbers but actual insight right that's probably going to be the next thing we roll out the um one of the things i'm most excited about is the checkout form with order bump and upsell which is to say yeah yeah yeah. so it'll have a checkout it's not an e-commerce platform these are designed to sell one thing at a time time, yeah you know um again there's already massive massive behemoth style e-commerce platforms out there but selling one product and then saying with a little order bump yes i'd like to expedite shipping or add a little 37 dollar product onto this that'll be done the one-click upsell to me is most exciting because that means when you're taken to the next page and you say, hey, if you really liked this product, you're going to absolutely love this next one. All you have to do is click this one button and it to not have to fill out your card information again. It'll just Ooh. get sent to Stripe. Yeah. How does so it do what, that? Does it, does, it keep the, does it process the first order? Yeah, it's very clever. What it actually does is when you sign up, it logs you into the site yep. and the token for Stripe says – uh send the charge no sorry send yeah send the charge but hold the payment nice if they click the upsell because they're logged in technically they're logged in and all the the card fields are hidden they don't need to put in their card information again so if they say yes buy now that will send that second payment and then charge and if they Ah, don't do anything i think we've i think we can set it i think it's something like uh, stripe only holds it for a few minutes but it'll it'll set set it for like you know um a couple of hours or whatever it is you've got a window in which to to make it yeah yeah obviously some of them are going to be you know sales videos which might be half an hour long or so um I think we had um, we had a guy um, we had Chris I think Chris Mason from WooCurve and I think oh, he, yeah, he did yeah, something yeah. very similar in 
um, in w- WooCommerce. And yes. I thought at the time that's that's really good. I like that. And now that yeah, you've that, done it, that's that's really clever because funnels there is you can you can have that little bit of time pressure, can't you? And you know it's the perfect moment to to upsell something. And the fact that it's yeah, click one button, don't yeah. enter it all again. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of our. But the big thing that we're releasing, and this will be this year, and it's the next thing that we're working on now, is a template marketplace. As much ah, okay. as I. As much as I'd like to say that I'm the world's greatest sales page and landing page designer, the reality is there's some very, very good people out there. So we'll be having an option whereby you'll still get to use our content and our funnel and everything, but ours are very, very bare bones. They just produce the content in Beaver Builder. So whenever you produce it, it produces a Beaver Builder page with the content. Um, But there's some very talented designers out there who are already working on some templates, but we want anyone to be able to submit templates and then say, well, if you like this, you know, it's it's $9 or $100 charge, whatever you want. Um, so people can add templates on there for other people to buy and consume. And obviously they get to keep, you know, the majority of the majority of that. So we've got a, a marketplace coming very, very, very shortly. Oh, cool. To That's a nice little way for the community to make some money back. Well done. Yep. Yep. And I kind of figured, you know, if you have one template on there for 50 bucks and you sell 10 of them a year, that pays for your, your, your own license, you know. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're, we're very excited. That's kind of the next big thing that we're working on. And we, we want to have that done probably by the summertime, I think. It's an aggressive roadmap, Mike. You're you're (laughs) not, you're not going to bed often, are you? (laughs) No, it's, um, but I tell you, it sounds really, really, uh, a a little bit, you know, wanky when you say, (laughs) when you talk about this, because I, I genuinely, 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 I consider myself super lucky to be able to build funnels for a living and for our agency to make good money. And it's because we have these standardized processes. Mm. I really like the the idea and the way that we can help people help more customers. You know, this way I'm able to help more people than I ever could have just with our own agency. Yep. Um, And it, it really does help. You know, that, that is honestly what keeps me motivated is knowing that we have people who have said, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. This is much, much easier. And people who said, I've just started doing this. I can't believe this option is available to me now. So if we can just make the whole process, you know, faster and easier for people, that's, that's all we're trying to do. And that's, that's at the center of every, every new little stage in the product, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, you've done it. You've all Thank you very much. That. It's, you know, tick that box. Now it's about making it as, you know, even better. So yeah. where where do we find it? Where is this yeah. thing available on the internet? If you head to beaverfunnels.co, um, so .co, that's, uh, we've got it. It's a, a one page at the moment and we're slowly working through a you know, features page and all the other stuff. And wouldn't you know it, a lot of it's built in Beaver yeah. Funnels. <laughs> well, you'd hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's the first page. You can go there. We've actually got a discount for you guys for anyone listening um Ooh. yeah it's so off any of the packages so there's like a single version a multiple version and an unlimited version you can get 10 percent off any of them with the code at the checkout which is 10 um and then the word percent so one zero p-e-r-c-e-n-t and yeah, so anyone can use that on on any one of the on the packages. That's what we're probably running through the rest of February. So. Oh, okay, so Feb. All right, that's good yep. to know. So we've got a few. What have we got? Yeah, a few few days left. That's great. Yeah, um, that's good. That's that is a good deal. And what do you want to just tell us? What the regular pricing is as of yeah, this sure. moment in time? Yeah, absolutely. So to install it on a single site, we have it for ninety seven dollars per year, yep. uh, and that's unlimited funnels. You get 
eight pages, eight page templates, uh, five funnel templates. You get the content engine. You get all the features. There's no feature restriction on the, the, the license size. The next one up is if you've got maybe multiple businesses or if you're working with a few different customers, it's 297 a year. And that's for 10 licenses. You can have that on 10 sites. Um, and then for 497, that's per year. So $497 a year. That's unlimited website installs and unlimited funnels. Again, all the same features. And, you know, it's what I like about it as well is, is half of it's an API to our own dashboard. Uh -huh. So as, as I make updates to things like templates and pages and layouts, you don't need to update the plugin. The plugin only needs to be updated, you know, if WordPress updates or if um, we find a flaw. Yeah. So a lot of the updates that are included in a year basically get pumped through automatically. Oh, without, okay. Oh, that's good to know. Without having to update the plugin, yeah. So it's well, another, you know. Yep. Well, having having had a go, um, I can actually recommend it. You know, it, it is a it's a great thing. Um, I think if you do Thank this you very much. sort of thing for a living, or if you spend any amount of time banging away with the WordPress dashboard, trying to figure out which page should link to which thing. I think that the roadmap, especially when you get the buttons to all link automatically from that moment yeah. on, this is a bit of a no brainer. Um, yeah. Beaver funnels. What was it? Dot. Dot co. Dot co. co yeah. um, go check and it I, out. I would thoroughly recommend it. Yeah. And if people have got questions, you know, I'm, I'm Mike at beaverfunnels.co and I'm more than happy to answer any questions. And, um, I don't actually even know if you'd want me to say this, Nathan, but I want to say thank you to you for listening to me talk through the idea when we did sort of early Christmas, because now you're going to have people call you up and say, oh, I've got an idea for a plug-in, Nathan. Yeah, how does it work? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, you did, no, that was good. You raised some really interesting points, and that was kind of why we had this initial like founding community, because there were things that we weren't thinking about. You mentioned earlier about do we keep calling it Beaver Funnels when it integrates with Elementor and Divi and Visual Composer and, and you know, Gutenberg? You know, what are we going to do then? So we've painted ourselves into a bit of a corner there, but I'm that, sure we'll, we'll think of a way out of it. No, that's a good point, though. I mean, we should probably say at this point, it, does it integrate at this exact moment with, say, no. Elevant? Yeah. So we're, as, we're... Of, as of February 2018, it doesn't at the yep. moment. It is only Beaver Builder. So, yeah, that, thank you for clarifying that. But it will do at some point. That's that's on our roadmap, you know. Okay. So keep your eyes peeled and presumably yeah. at some point um, Beaver Funnels will become Elementor Funnels or Page Builder Funnels or some. Other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll need to be addressed. But uh, brilliant product. Congratulations for getting it off the ground. Go check it out, beaverfunnels.co.co. And, um, you know, if you like it, please, or if you've got any comments on it, stick some messages in the show notes. Reach out to me and Mike. Um, and thanks for coming on, Mike. Really appreciate no, again, it. No, again, thank you for having me. And again, there's a little 10% discount with just 10% as a word or one word. Perfect. Um, yeah, cool. 10, no, thank you for having me on. One zero P E R C E N T for ten percent off uh, until the end of Feb, twenty eighteen. Take it easy, Mike. We'll speak to you soon, no doubt. You too, Nathan. Thanks, mate. And today's ending fact or term is GDPR, which stands for General Data Protection Regulation, which is new law, EU law that's coming into effect. I think on the twenty fifth of May next year, two thousand and eighteen. And it's going to affect really everybody, anyone really who has any visitors coming to their site from the EU, because we're going to have to abide by some new uh, basic data protection principles and look after data. And I think that's about all we can say on it for our end, in fact, because it's one that you need to go and check out on the, the web and see what it actually involves for 
builders of websites. Yeah, it got teeth. Um, it may not affect everybody, but if you've got visitors from the EU coming to your website, it needs to be looked at before the middle of 2018. Mm. Okay, great. So um, in that case, we will sign off today's episode and start playing some horrible, cheesy music for you to enjoy. Thank you very much for listening to this episode um, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.